0: what's up what's happening welcome to episode 20 of the yankshaft f1 podcast a group of american dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast this week breaking down all the action from monza in the italian grand prix 2021 the run in between lewis and max the implications of that crash and previewing the russian grand prix from sochi coming up in two weeks all that after the break all right guys so it's happened again it's happened again Lewis and max colliding on a sprint qualifying weekend is this uh is this a is this a trend
1: I'm disappointed this is where we're starting on the podcast no it's not it's just a coincidence um I think max was super pissed was like if I'm not gonna get points you're not gonna get points and said don't give me any space well this is what's gonna happen
2: yeah um this a bit of a mirror image of the incident at uh silverstone and um you know seeing something like that happen again just kind of gets you these thoughts swirling around in your head of uh you know some controversial thoughts one might say controversial thoughts indeed i wasn't
0: necessarily planning on starting the pod with this incident but i mean let's just get right into it because we're going to spend plenty plenty of time um going over daniel ricardo's incredible win and mclaren's awesome weekend i've got some uh bragging to do about my predictions but let's let's just start where all the all the drama is yeah um so max comes into the pits he has an 11 second pit stop which for red bull standards is not good so he's pissed off lewis comes in has a 4.2 second pit stop not good by Mercedes standards. He's pissed off. You've got two pissed off drivers fighting for a world championship, coming down to the same chicane, turn one at Monza, and Max kind of squeezed his way in. Lewis squeezed him onto the sausage curb, but like it takes it takes two to tango. I guess let's just start. Who's who's more at fault? In my mind, it's if if anyone's at fault, it's Max just slightly. It's slightly more Max's fault. Pretty much what the FIA said. Anybody disagree?
2: I don't disagree.
1: No, I, I think you're right. I think it's Max's fault slightly. Um, it's not even it's still debatable, but if, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, a, a, I, I like to qualify as a racing incident, but I still think that if it's you have to determine fault for somebody, it probably is for Stafford's fault.
2: Yeah. Uh, you can see this coming from a mile away from the beginning of the race, you know, very early on um, Max and, and Lewis are going at it and, and, Lewis goes off the track, and and the race is progressing, and and the the kings of the two second pit stop have that the yeah. weird blunder that the they're
0: perfect that storm. they're like
2: dude they they seem to be like guaranteed for one of those every few races it seems, and so yeah Max was definitely not feeling it, and and you know he's he's hearing these calls in his headset that that Lewis is um, you know he's running faster lap times than Ricardo and him and everyone else and. And, you know, it looked like a move of desperation to me, like a guy who who's backed into a corner like he he was definitely trying to muscle his way in there a little bit. But um, I don't know, definitely some hard racing going on this past weekend for sure. Yeah,
0: we I feel like we've seen Lewis be, you know, obviously a little bit more mature. He seems to like be the more measured one who doesn't mind backing out of a situation like that. Whereas Max, like, he's made his career on, like, elbows out. He goes for anything. He doesn't care, like, doesn't care if he crashes, doesn't care if you crash, doesn't matter. Lewis, we saw in turn one, Max kind of squeezed Lewis the same way, and Lewis backed out and ended up getting passed by Norris, and it was a bad start for Lewis in a similar situation. But then the roles were reversed. It's like, what what's Lewis supposed to do? Like, just keep, like, letting Max do whatever he wants? Like, at a, at a certain point, like, yeah, Lewis squeezed him a little bit, but... I don't. I don't necessarily blame him for getting getting his elbows out a little bit there, and just saying like, "Hey, I'm not going to let you squeeze your way in everywhere you want to go just because you're the wild child." And I'm, you know, more mature. That's a fair
1: point. Um, like I said, I just I like to call it a risk incident. Um, I, I know Verstappen. I, I mean, yeah, I think he was frustrated, but I, I don't think he's trying to crash into anyone. I just think yeah. at that point, I just think that point in time, he just wanted to say, you know what, I'm going to go for this, and I think if that. I think if those I think if they were running one, two and not seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever it was and they, when they crashed, I think the outcome is a little different.
2: Yeah, certainly. And you know, I don't think it was a malicious attempt at a you know a reckless taking out of Lewis yeah, to, I don't to think maintain it was intentional, his points later yeah. anything like that. Um, but but there's too many factors pointing towards the culpability lying with Max you know just f- from the very first turn when <laughs> Ricardo flies past him for the lead you know it just seemed to throw him off his game completely for the whole race up until that that point to, in my opinion at least so um th- this ri- this rivalry is definitely getting interesting and heated by the race and I'm all here for it
0: yeah it's like every time that we have a chance for something to happen it happens Like we have our races where they're running like a clear one, two, but they're separated by 20 seconds. There's not really an action, but here we get pit stops that happen to line up and get them right on the same straight in the middle of a race. They crash Silverstone battling it out. The first lap, they crash. Like it's every time the opportunity presents itself. These guys aren't backing down and it doesn't seem like a, like a situation like where we saw, you know, like, like, you know, the Schumacher, like kind of. Take people out sometimes like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like two guys fighting just fighting for the title like this. We forget how fast these things are happening. I don't think there's any way that Max did this on purpose like he had to have been happy to be in the race with a chance to, you know, get on the podium when they they thought Mercedes were going to have a much stronger weekend than them. And he was ahead of Lewis for you know the majority of this race, so I, I think it's ridiculous for anybody to be suggesting that that it was in any way intentional. It's just you can see it when you watch his onboard; it kind of looks like he might have a chance, and then half a second later, it's gone. And he's he could have bailed; it was too late for him to bail out onto the you know through the little service area and then hit the sausage curb. And uh, man, shout out to halo uh, once again. I feel like yes. since they added those to the cars, we've had Lewis. You know, that that could have been, you know, potentially very dangerous. We had the Roman Grosjean incident where it saved his life. We had the incident at Spa a few years ago where I can't remember whose car it was, flew up and hit Charles Leclerc's halo. Probably would have killed him Um, and some some other incidents as well. It's like it feels like since that halo was introduced, it's like very clearly saved like five lives that we know about. But anyway, uh, as a result of this, neither Max nor Lewis finished the race. Uh, So we end up with, uh, for Mercedes, Valtteri Bottas, who won the sprint race, uh, fights his way all the way back from 19th to third place. Um, And then Sergio Perez fights his way from eighth to fifth place. And as a result, we've got Mercedes extending their lead in the constructors by six points. Um, over over Red Bull um, and Max uh, by way of his uh, second place in the sprint race extends his lead over Lewis by two points. So Max now leads by five, um, and Mercedes now leads by uh, they lead by eighteen. They lead by eighteen. Mercedes leads by eighteen, and Max leads uh, leads by five. Um, other shakeups in the constructors. We had uh, McLaren jump back over Ferrari after Ferrari had taken third place back from them last week. And speaking of the McLarens, I believe my words last week um, on the pod were: "I'm seeing big things, big things for the McLarens." Uh, I predicted a top five for Ricardo. I was scoffed at. Nobody, nobody believed. Uh, everyone thought thought Lando might be up there, but but no one had had faith in the boy, Danny Rick, the Honey Badger, getting back on the podium. But. He did it. We got a McLaren one, two, their first race win since Brazil, 2012, their first one, two since 2010. And that was, that was a flawless drive from Ricardo. It wasn't, I I wanted to make this point early. It, It wasn't like Esteban Ocon's win or like Pierre Gasly's win at Monza last year, where there were like all these crazy circumstances. Like, yeah, Max and Lewis crashed out, but Ricardo passed Max for the lead in turn one.
1: You're taking away all my points. So I have to interrupt you from going Go on a long it. ass tangent. But yeah, because you're stealing every point I was gonna make. But no, it was the one week that I don't that I don't believe Daniel Ricardo. He comes out and he wins the race. I'm so thrilled. I was so happy and was just give me all the crow. I want to eat all of it. But no, like you said to your point, he was awesome, awesome on Sunday. It was the
0: like, okay, maybe towards the end, Lando Norris helped him out and held off everybody. And he allowed him to just build up his but lead. But Ricardo put in the fastest lap
1: on the last lap was, of the race. But he was putting, yes, yeah, he was putting in fastest laps. I think, and it, it's, the, the uh, part of me is almost upset that both Max and Lewis crashed out. Because when we go look at this race, we're going to think, oh, Ricardo won because Max and Lewis crashed out. No, Ricardo won because he was awesome. Max and Lewis were out of the race already when this happens. The only person that other that I thought was going to win this race outside of Daniel Ricardo was Bottas, and once Bottas was kind of locked in behind Stop that Checo and Bacheco, Norris, yeah. it was over. And Ricardo was flawless. And I was watching with some buddies, and I mean, they know how big of a Ricardo fan I am, and like, hey, like, you know, are you nervous at all, or you think he's nervous? And I'm like, dude, this man's a professional. He's driving. He's having the drive of his life out there. I was not worried at all once he took the lead, about with
2: about you know mid mid through the thirties, that race was over. Yeah, there were definitely some, you know, some mitigating factors that led to the result, but it takes absolutely nothing away from from the drive that uh, Ricardo and, and his teammate Lando had. That was super awesome to see McLaren back in third, the rightful heirs of third place. They've been the class of the midfield all season long, and, and it's really should. Um, McLaren have just been on the upswing in general over the past few seasons with the under the direction of Zach Brown and and Andreas Seidel, the whole yeah. the whole structure of, of the team
0: and lando is, deserves a shout out in that yeah too. exactly
2: they're yeah. poised they're poised to take huge leaps moving forward and it's super awesome to see the papaya back in the uh winner circle so um yeah it was an incredible incredible race to watch
1: but it is crazy to think though, if he was going to get a win first as a McLaren, Lando Norris yeah. or Daniel Ricardo, I never <laughs> <laughs> would have never picked Ricardo. And and yeah. there and I can't wait for Norris to get his Jeez, man, no, as of right yeah. now, nobody deserves it more than Lando
0: Norris. Yeah. So and he's still got finish. second. Yeah. Second was Norris's Norris's highest finish ever. But I think that, that speaks to what Johnny was talking about and just like how good this this team chemistry is and what they've been building for the last few years. Is that there was like never a question of like, Oh, is like, is Norris going to be pissed off finishing second? Like he was like, he was gassed for him. Like they, like everyone was happy. There was never a question of like him being mad. Like I'm, I want to try to overtake him. I'm faster than him. It was like, no, yeah. like they're, he, he was, they, they're both happy. They had a one, two, like, there's no problems. Everyone's they're drinking from Daniel Ricardo's shoe. Like, yeah. like, and then we, you know, we've got the Hasses like fighting with each other every single week. <laughs> And then we see McLaren, like, just, like, willingly let his, you know, one of the most talented guys in the grid, letting his teammate take the win, like, no questions asked because it's it's good for the team. Like, that whole dynamic, yeah, Seidel and Zach yeah. Brown, like, everything with McLaren is coming up. They gained 25 points on Ferrari this weekend. Not I just, just they had 25 oh. points this weekend. <laughs> they gained 25 points on Ferrari. Ferrari ah. got 20, and McLaren pulled out 45 Daniel Ricardo scored 27 points this weekend between his fastest lap his race win and being on third place in the sprint race 27 point weekend for Daniel right. Ricardo just absolutely incredible i don't think i mean we i, I we don't have enough enough good things to say to say about that race. It was flawed. He yeah. never, he never made a wrong step the entire way. He never, yeah. he never looked sketchy, like never made one wrong move. I there, thought Lewis maybe could have taken it earlier, but once he crashed out, it was over.
1: The, the only time I was ever worried for Ricardo, um, is when Verstappen was pitting, right? As Verstappen was pitting, he was pulling it. I was like, okay, if Verstappen runs like a, a one nine or a two or a two yeah. one or something really, really, really good. He's going to get Ricardo. And by, the beautiful Italian gods. They said, "No, <laughs> we're gonna have some problems. You're gonna have an 11 second pit. You're gonna be furious when you come out, and that's exactly what happened." And after yeah, after and, that, and you're gonna take races. out the
0: next closest guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you know what? Other big competitions, you're gonna take him out too. So now that was a that was a, it was a great race. Um, definitely with the car. I say I think I said this three or four times this season, but that's my favorite race of the year now. Now that Ricardo got it with victory and just all the drama that evolved with that race, and just oh, chef's kiss, Monza.
2: 100%. So, so in in your guys' opinion, is is Daniel Ricardo safely out of the woods now after this result? Considering how, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Like he's he's been somewhat of a disappointment, um, yeah, I halfway he, through the season. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think for I think for the rest of the season, he's definitely out of the woods. Uh, you know, he's still it's, it's still his first season there. Um, I don't think anybody thought he was going to win a race. I think if he would have had a podium, it would have been a huge deal. And oh, yeah. winning a race just is way over anyone's expectations, um, and yeah, I, I think he's—I think he's pretty much cemented himself with uh, McLaren. And we'll see what happens next week in Russia. I'm hoping for another—you know—hope for another good finish, but uh, we'll see. And you know, maybe—I uh, don't know. I, let me—the uh, I'm going to doubt them. Curtis is going to hype them up. Seems to work pretty well. So um, we'll see what we'll see what's happening going forward for McLaren. That's the formula. Yeah.
0: yeah. I got, yeah, I got my, my one big, big prediction uh, of the year. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that for the rest of the year. I do think like in, in my heart, I want to say, and this isn't my brain, this is my heart, but I want to say that I feel like this will take some of the pressure off Ricardo. And then we're going to start seeing some more complete weekends for him. Now that like the monkey's kind of off his back, like yeah. of that he's been underperforming and this and that, like he's kind of, he's firmly in eighth place ahead of Gasly. He's behind, you know, the next three in front of him are signs, Leclerc and Perez. Like that's, that's not a bad place to be for a guy who's supposedly been struggling. Like, it's, yeah. You know, yeah, ideally he'd be up there competing with those guys, but it's not like he's been garbage. Like he, he's, you know, he's had his struggles adapting to the car, but it, we just saw what with a track that, that, that suits his style and suits the car. Like he has a chance to be literally the best on the grid on any given day. So hopefully this kind of takes some of the pressure off. Um, we'd seen him so disappointed sometimes this year like with his performances like seeing him just like dejected after a race it was just so fun to watch him come out with that smile on his face <laughs> drinking champagne from a shoe um i mean yeah i could i could talk all day all day about that but um let's move on to um the ferraris who low key i thought had like a, actually a pretty good race like it, coming into it they everyone in the ferrari team was kind of like sandbagging saying like they didn't like, they didn't think they really had a shot. This track didn't suit their car. And it really didn't like, you could just tell it didn't have the pace. Leclerc finished fourth and signs, finished sixth. Like exactly what they wanted. Like they, on a weekend where the car, and I know some of that's helped by obviously Max and Lewis, you know, crashing out, but you know, a four, six finish on a week where your car is not, you know, the, the track doesn't, doesn't suit your car. um, I just think it's a really good sign um, that Ferrari and McLaren are both, are both back. Like where they, where they need to be um, hopefully making even bigger strides um, going into the next year, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's nice to see it's kind of the same stuff every week. So I don't really have any big talking points on it, but I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, like Leclerc signs, that whole Ferrari team is kind of getting back on track.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it just goes to show you how, um, first, I mean, how talented Charles Leclerc is and then not as not against him, but just how consistent Carl signs is to where, we, it's, it just seems like no matter what the track is, where it's like, okay, it's going to be a race where there's, I know we crashed out about, I know we crashed, but at Monaco, where it was like, okay, this is this is going to be a good race for Ferrari. And they, you know, had he not crashed out, they probably, he probably would have finished between four and six. And then we go to, um, you know, we go to Monza where it's not a good track for Ferrari and they still finished between fourth and sixth, where it's like, just, it doesn't really matter. What, where they go they just kind of have these very 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 steady um positive results for them and i think part of that is just the overall the talent of both signs and um the um, you know, player
0: yeah we've yeah. like had signs just real quick signs has crashed in like three different practice sessions and like still finished top 10 in the race yeah over, like the last five races S-
2: something to be said there about overcoming adversity for sure i mean that's definitely a, a, you know a skill they can be used to your advantage and and if you extrapolate that that four fourth and sixth place finish out over like with the uh, max and Lewis still in the race that's fifth seventh right where they've been finishing all year long right where they they should be probably and considering exactly. last year's disaster like you could only build on that so um it, it's it's good to see ferrari you know back back on the level to where they should be and, and being a blue blood of the sport, you know, it's, it's only going to be better for formula one moving forward. And, and the more parity we see amongst all these teams, I mean, it, it let's be honest, the sport kind of became somewhat of a bore fest, you know, with Lewis and Mercedes run a dominant dominance the the past yeah. several years so and red bull it. was
0: falling back a little bit and ferrari yeah. Yeah. after they uh stopped them from cheating <laughs> um <laughs> you know uh struggled a little bit yeah you're right it, it kind of fell off and now we've got you know mclaren and ferrari separated by 14 points mercedes and red bull separated by 18 points um alpine and alpha tower separated by nine points like we've got clear yeah. battles like up and down up and down the constructors um getting more into alpha Tower, um
2: and rough, rough
0: weekend like i don't even know who to pin it on like it was it was some bad luck like this this felt we've said this before it, this felt like a race normally where like it was all last year where gasly with some chaos can like come out and do something crazy Ooh. because I, I believe he crashed into ricardo in the sprint race like it's just yeah a bad weekend
2: did he, I think he started from the pits and then had like, a, like an issue with his car or something. Or am I remembering that? Chris? Yeah, like, no, that's like, kind of how theirs? I remember
0: it too, but he didn't, he like, he didn't like qualify. It wasn't even like, no. a, like DNF. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he completed a lap. Yeah. So I don't know if he even, even got like qualified as participating in the, in the race. Okay. Um, for as good as Mc, for as
1: good as McLaren's week was, yeah, AlphaTauri was on the opposite, the, literally the complete opposite. Uh, finishing nineteenth and twentieth, yikes! So yeah, that's a
0: great way to put it.
1: Unfortunate yeah. with them, you know, kind of being a. Uh, like, do you want to call them an Italian team?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a home Grand Prix.
1: Oh, it's it's their home Grand Prix. It was a uh, weekend to forget for the Tauri boys of Gasly and Yuki, but I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that I want to see something good out of Yuki. I feel like he's I think like he's really having a really hitting the wall rookie year. He's seems like a good guy he seems talented and uh, we all love him on the on the radio just the custom king yuki Sonoda. <laughs> he's a passionate so I'm hoping yeah yeah passionate he's a passionate man. guy so you know i just give him something good give him some points in russia get him back in like yeah, an eight seven so six place finish but I, right. he's, he's back hope. for
0: next year you know like we know he's got a lot of ties ties with honda and japan and i know they're you know gonna be honda is gonna be leaving the sport here soon but um they, he's already back for next year. I just, I wish we'd seen him for an extra year in like F two before they gave him the jump. Like it's just, it's so clear that he's not quite ready, like week in and week out.
1: I want him. I think he's fine. Like get him. He's twenty one. Bro, he's been the car like eight times. He's twenty-one. Get him in there. He's only gonna grow by learning. He looks like he's eleven. It's costing but he's the team experience. dozens of
0: millions of dollars.
1: Oh, they got more money than it was to do with. He's let him let him stay. But keep our keep our cousin king back in there. Yeah, Red, Red Bull's got so uh, much
2: uh, money Nikita they went and made a, get him out a, a, a second team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, other other Damn, random yeah, you you to master. God, <laughs> they're please. doing the same. They're doing the same thing. Like, like more or less. The last, Jesus, like, no. The last like eight races. There's like, I mean, it's not on the same level. But if you put them in, a, if you put them in, like considering the fact that the Alpha Tauri is so much better than the Haas, like I think it's a discussion that we could have. I don't want to have it because I don't want to end up. I don't want to slander Yuki Snow. Bro, like, you can like, put like, Mazatan oh. in
1: into McLaren and he'd spin it, or in a Mercedes and he'd still spin out half the races. Like, don't, yeah, I don't, I don't it.
0: doubt that at all. That's that's yeah. I mean, let's. I was gonna make a point about um, um, Alpha Romeo um, and and how Kibitza is technically ahead of um, Nikita Mazepin in the drivers' championship. Now there's only 20 drivers on the grid, and the replacement driver is now ahead of Nikita Mazepin by way of finish. His higher his highest finish is higher than Nikita Mazepin's finish um, in in any given race. Like, has is a even more of a dumpster fire than we thought they were.
1: It's bad. It's bad.
0: Every week their their teammates are, are arguing mean, with each other. The, and
1: the only other. the only thing the only thing good does I gotta say about Haas is that they can only get better.
0: We I think. don't know. I, I would have said that five weeks ago, but it's gone downhill <laughs> somehow.
2: It's getting to the point where they might want to just consider sticking to uh, indie car racing.
0: Yeah, I don't think that uh, Gene Haas's name is going to be attached with that team very much longer, um, for you know a variety of reasons. But like, man, I don't know. I don't know. If it's they not sustainable.
2: Adjust. It's yeah. dude, Like, it's not a sustainable product at this point. You know, just it's no, ugly. Yeah, to watch. Money it's dysfunctional. In, yeah. yeah, man. I
0: mean, I mean, it sucks because we knew this was going to happen. We knew that they. We're abandoning 2021 to focus on 2022. So hopefully, you know, there'll be more. Competitive. Well, well, let's be honest
1: here, though, guys. Whenever we pretty much, if Nikita Mazpin going to keep a spot in Formula One, um, Dimitri is going to buy this team. Yeah. And whenever Dimitri starts pumping some serious dollars into, into, Whatever this team is yeah. called, probably the next two, three years.
0: Gaz, oil Gaz
1: racing. Prom racing. NFL, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Putin Racing LLC or whatever. No offense to our Russian li- listeners. Love you guys. Um, but
0: they do not allow our podcast in, in Russia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's cliche in the Um, But no, they, they, uh, that's going to be a team to be reckoned with because you think McLaren spends some money, or you think God, I keep confusing them this week. You think Mercedes spends some money. Wait till we get a Russian team spending north of like eight, nine hundred million dollars a year on, on Nikita Mazepin's Formula One career, and it, it is going to be. Yeah,
2: but we
0: kind of oh, saw man. that with Stroll. We saw we saw him. You know, they should have finished third in the constructors last year. Um, before you know, outside of the the penalties. And now they're like one of only two teams that we haven't mentioned on this podcast yet because they've been so forgettable. Lance Stroll pulled out seventh this week. It was a good drive, but they're in seventh place out of 10 teams. Aston Martin, like it's, they get it, they get all the rebrand, they get all this money. And like, that, it's, it's not always that simple.
1: Yeah, I don't, I mean, the only thing I'm, the, the only thing that I think is, they've got going for them is that Lawrence Stroll is worth $3.2 billion. Dimitri is worth, roughly, yeah, legally, 1.3. So it's 1.3 yeah, billion. Yeah, that,
0: that, that, that the Russian government's willing to let us know about. So it, if this yeah. is the
1: same Russian government that Vladimir Putin makes $400,000 a year or whatever. Yeah, Again, and that they're willing
0: to tell us about.
1: Yeah. So Dmitry Maspin has got on paper that he is worth $1.3 billion in Russia. He got more money than they know what to do with it. This is all hyper-speculation by the Yankshaft podcast, by the way. Um, yeah, if, we've gone if, off. If you go of to Switzerland, tonight, or they came I and I was going to sure say those, those like, figures are so much I just higher. think that if if they are serious about building a, a career for uh, Nikita, they they're going to have some they have some serious money to throw around, and they could be, have a dominant car if they really wanted to in about two three years if they are serious about taking this off the ground. So enjoy these spinouts and terrible crashes while they're happening, because my God, you imagine how bad for me the one would be if we had Nikita Madsen winning every single weekend.
2: Has, oh um, man don't put that in the universe has any formula one driver ever been caught doping before <laughs> it I'm sure. could be in for a first yeah <laughs>
0: all right i'm gonna transition this from because I, I was gonna say like they need to get they, they can't they can't keep this driver lineup right like it hell no especially if, if it's going to be uh team mazapin going forward they're they're not they're not keeping Mick Schumacher based on what we've seen this season. So we need to get. I, I mean, Mick's, Mick's probably gonna have to get out of that car. I'm um, I'm thinking maybe take over for uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, Italian Jesus, maybe. I want to You know,
1: he is the most unrecognizable driver, and I feel
0: so bad for the guy because he's just like you know he does his thing, he shows up, catches his paycheck. He's a looks back super to back q3 like top 10 starts
1: looks super handsome and then just finishes between 11th and 14th every single week it's like all
0: right he had a terrible first deal. lap again i think he he didn't see he, got, he rejoined he the track and hit He's like carlos signs or somebody yeah. yeah he
2: got smashed into because he was uh slowing the, the whole pack down yeah he was, and he was his like pace. i'm gonna rejoin
0: the track i'm sure no one's yeah. over there i I think honestly because we saw the same thing in Zanvor where he started seventh it was like he's not used to starting in the top 10 where like you guys know how to do it on top of it on that first lap, dude like there's there's traffic you you gotta you gotta be avoiding dudes and i don't think he's used to it we've seen back-to-back starts in the top 10 where he was in like 13th place by the end of the first lap (laughs) like he's he normally has great he's known for having good race starts but he normally starts in like 15th and we're seeing like a complete flip-flop so if someone's got to go to move Mick around, I'm sorry, Juvenazzi. We love you, but I mean, Mick's got to go somewhere because I don't see that partnership working. Honestly, we're if they like were him.
1: just, I, I think they could even do a thing where they just flop spots, like if they just switch spots, where it's like, so okay, Giovanazzi yeah. goes to, you know, Haas, Ural Kim, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and then um, Mick goes off for a mail, and it's like, boom, everybody wins, and then Juvenazzi, who is just like. Dude, I, I don't know anything about his personality, but I imagine the guy can't be that difficult to get along with. Not that I think Mick was going to get a little difficult to along with, but I think Giovinazzi would just sit there in the Haas and just cash his paycheck and just be happy to be there. And when Mick can go and try to become a world champion for Alfa Romeo with Bodice, which a Schumacher-Bodice team would be really interesting.
0: Hell yeah. That'd be cool. No, I'm, I'm into that. The um, only team we haven't mentioned, so we'll just throw him a bone here real quick, um, uh, George Williams. George Russell scored a point, and it's like, man, you know, how quickly we've all forgotten the curse. Like it's like a yeah, weekly like occurrence now. It, I think it's a valid
1: question: Is Williams' the midfield team now? I mean, they kind of have they to. they
0: scored right? twenty-two points in like the last four weeks, um, which you know would would put them, if we like extrapolate that out to you know the, the full season, if they've been doing that all year, they'd be, you know, somewhere around the alpha towery. Um, yeah, with that, I mean, yeah. there's been some good fortune. They're they're never going to get a, a second place finish because the race doesn't actually happen again. You know, like that's that's yeah. that's, that's skewing the stats significantly. But I I mean I I think they're they're clearly qualified
1: up too. Up. But Russell also qualified too in a So like, let's not.
0: Yeah, in the rain, yeah. though, like it's it's mm. crazy circumstances.
2: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Latifi qualify ahead of him this past week? latifi out sprinted him out sprinted it. dude this <laughs> I whole we'll i hate him. this whole so Thank yeah no um, yeah.
0: but but george's uh game. george's like you know q1 q2 q3 record against latifi is is still intact okay so you guys you guys were you guys were getting into it a little bit let's let's give uh quick takes i don't want to spend all day on this but quick quick takes after the second round of sprint qualifying i've been its big defender you guys, give me give me a rant. I know you guys aren't fans. Hey, no,
1: it's again, it's cheesy, it's dumb. It's just them trying to get an extra um, viewership, extra sponsorship because Formula One thinks that nobody watches it because the ratings are bad because everyone streams. Well, no strange, one watches but... FP two. Yeah, no one, no one watches. I mean, like, there's qualifying is great, yeah. and but you don't need to mix qualifying in the race you don't need some weird combination you need one or the other and they just need to mix the sprint quality the sprint qualifying after the season it was an idea they tried
2: it it didn't work move on yeah certainly i mean to me it was a solution to a problem that didn't exist in the first place i mean they're trying to add excitement to the racing when to me this has been the most exciting Ooh, no, no, season no, no. we've had to make more in, money yeah no i mean yeah I, i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt when i probably shouldn't but um you know this has been the most exciting season we've had in a while in my opinion so th- th- there's no reason for it um to me i just think that you know the og race weekend format is perfect the way it is yeah. i love me a good qualifying session watching these guys you know trying to get around each other it feels nail these cheap hot that laps. max
0: gained 2 points on lewis right yeah, like yeah, in mean, this weekend
2: like come on like in the, in, a, in the same weekend in which he's punished with a race penalty for, for the next week, he's also yeah. rewarded. For with, knocking with... himself
0: out of a race, he yeah, gained man. ground.
2: Yeah, that I... seems
0: kind of kind of mm-hmm. wrong to me. My, my argument is that I think it, it needs some tweaking, clearly. Um, but the Friday, okay, so Saturday viewership numbers were up like 15% or something, which isn't that significant. Sunday numbers were up slightly again, like from, from Zanvoort. But Friday numbers were up like 270% from (laughs) normal FP1 and FP2 viewership numbers on Friday. That's the key number. That's why this isn't going away. So we should just be trying to fix it rather than wish it didn't exist. Because with numbers like that, I don't think this is going anywhere. I loved what Fernando Alonso said in that if we're going to do this, maybe go back to like one-shot qualifying on on Friday – just give everyone, you know, one fastest lap within the window like they did for, for a while there, like, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. Um, and because and, I think that could that could shake the grid up because that's what they're claiming is the point of this to like shake up the grid a little bit more. Um, and I think that would do that. You get an interesting starting grid on Saturday and teams would be more inclined to have to fight and defend positions versus like basically what we've seen is like one lap and then it's a procession until the end of the sprint race. Unless of course Checo spins out or like or ghastly like we've we've only seen these like terrible incidents where like oh nobody else even changed positions but we saw some driver that we like spin out and get his weekend ruined by it. So I think there's I don't know I think I think I think it's gonna be there it's gonna be here to stay in the future. Um, is is there anything that they could get you to come around on it?
1: No, I'm just rid of it. Don't like it. Hate it. I think it's stupid.
2: I think you, you made some salient points, Curtis, you know, it's, I'm uh, trying here. I'm trying here. I'm not, I'm not a on change,
0: the, the payroll. From F1, change
2: but. is always hard, you know, no matter, no matter what aspect of life uh, it may come in, but, but so, you know, I may, I may be swayed and may come around on it. It definitely needs some tweaking, like you say, And but in its current format, certainly not, I'm not a fan.
0: I, I can, I can agree with that. All right, let's jump, let's jump in. Um, I don't think it's a question. Rockstar of the weekend. The only question is whether we're going to give it to Daniel Ricciardo or just McLaren as a team. But I think Daniel Ricciardo deserves it, just individually. We praised him enough earlier. Flawless drive. Great seeing him back back on the podium and on the top step of the podium, no less. Like, I, I, I smile every time I think about him walking out walking out onto that podium.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I heard, you're right. I'd say it's, uh, it's Ricciardo is 1B or 1A. Ricardo one a, um, McLaren team one b. Just for how
0: yeah, Norris um, one c. Pit stop
1: went. was great. Norris was helpful. I mean, they they knew what they the you know Brown to be like. Hey, you know, don't just finish P two. Finish P two, and that was, I think that that was just a, it was a great it was an all in all one it's probably one of the most impressive it's probably the most impressive yeah. team effort we've seen all season. Comprehensive
2: by, win yeah. by a yeah.
1: long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you guys hit on all the points and, and I have nothing to add there. So I'm going to go ahead and give my rock star of the week to the Halo and whoever yeah. is responsible behind that engineering, because without that thing, I'm not so sure that Lewis Hamilton walks away from that crash unscathed this past weekend. And, you know, it's a scary sight seeing all that metal and plastic and whatever the hell those things, carbon fiber all yeah mashing together and flying all over the place. So uh, I was good to see everyone walk away from that.
0: Yeah. And I, I i mean, by that token, I could give my wanker of the week to everyone who hated on the halo when it came out
2: because they, <laughs> they deserve it. But,
0: um, man, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, uh, alpha again, alpha Tauri, um, man, more specifically Yuki, I guess if I had to pick one, I feel like gas, some of gas was out of his control, but like, what a just disastrous weekend. It was between them. Them and Has for me for uh, for of the week.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Bull pit crew um, yeah, for fair whatever, choice, fair choice, whatever yeah, that on. was. That I mean, as great as it was, as great as it was, as great as it was to see um, an 11 second pit stop for Max Verstappen when he's trying to win a championship towards the end of the season. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Uh, that
2: just cannot happen at all.
0: Yeah, I was yelling, need a good stop, need a good stop, need a good stop, and then he just never left.
2: Yeah, he summed it up perfectly on the uh, on the team radio there when he saw the, the events yeah. unfolding before his eyes. A little what the f bomb up in there, but but yeah, those are both valid uh, wankers of the week. I'm gonna go with Haas myself personally. I mean, that's just it's just so dysfunctional. It's 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 becoming sort of a soap opera at this point, you know. I mean, it, it seems to be it's almost like but scripted they're making us talk about it again, man. you know? Yeah, <laughs> with Jack Sparrow. With, yeah. They're the worst hey.
0: pirates we've ever heard of, but hey, we have heard of. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, what do they say? There's no such thing as, uh, yeah, as bad, bad exposure. There's no that bad press. should be <laughs> under,
0: under the Haas logo on their car. Haas, there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah. so uh, next weekend, we've got the, the Russian Grand Prix from Sochi. Um, uh, Valtteri Bottas got the win last year um, while Netflix was following him. That was, I think it was like the first or second episode of uh, the last season of Drive to Survive, actually. Um, So that was, that was good to see. Um, Finally, a race that we're talking about where I don't say Lewis Hamilton won it last year. Um, The other big talking point I wanted to get into, because I don't have much about this race is Max Verstappen gets his three-place grid penalty for the incident with Lewis Hamilton this weekend. Should he just take the engine penalty for having to to use his fourth engine um, and drop to the back of the grid? Should they just knock it all out this week? This traditionally isn't a good track for them anyway. He already has a grid drop. Just, just say, Screw it! They're gonna to have to do it at some point. Might as well just bite the bullet.
1: No, because I think the I think the grid penalty is you can make that up, and I think if you do both, you're gonna be you're gonna you're basically admitting that Mercedes is probably gonna win or get you know worst case a podium, and then you're really put yourself in a bad spot. So I think yeah, I think but if they finish be-
0: fourth and Mercedes wins, and then they then they take the grid penalty, and then the same thing can happen, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I I don't know I don't I don't like I don't like sandbagging i I'm like, like having two penalties at once I feel like you're really just putting yourself at a disadvantage I don't know maybe I'm so yeah. not as much as a gambler but I don't think they should do it this week
2: I, I don't think they should do it either this week based solely off the fact that we've already seen Lewis Hamilton overcome a similar grid penalty earlier this season so you know I, I, yeah but we just saw Valtteri
0: Bottas go from nineteenth to third. And you can't start any lower than back of the grid. So if you're yeah. going to take the engine penalty and be at the back, you can't start three places lower than that. So he could still potentially fight his way up into into a podium, like we saw from from Bottas this week. So I'm 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 team yes on that camp. Um, but but I I I see uh, both sides of the argument. That's kind of kind of all I got. I don't know. I don't really like the I don't really like the Sochi circuit that much. I'm never like I'm never really that in, intrigued by it. It seems like on paper it should be interesting, but I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about it
1: yeah i think uh i think i think bodice is gonna get the dub um i think he was flying at monza i think he carries that momentum and i think he uh he gets it done here in uh in sochi
0: yeah he deserves we we should have given him a shout out in rockstar of the week obviously he wasn't gonna oh, win he was fantastic. but he deserves yeah, yeah. Inc- yeah incredible weekend start to finish he wins he qualifies on pole wins the sprint race and then has to start at the back and then finishes third in the race. That is like as damn near perfect of a weekend as we have seen from Valtteri Bottas. He, Definitely this year, but maybe ever at Mercedes. That's one of his best weekends.
1: The Bottas Revenge Tour is just. I'm here for get it. Get a seat. Get a seat, Gary Popcorn. Just enjoy the ride. I want
0: Bottas keeping, uh, keeping Hamilton from the title later in the year, not letting uh, Hamilton <laughs> buy in the last race of the
2: season. as he know does. He, he, did. Does. he takes know the know.
1: flag. And you know he does too, so bad. Oh God!
2: So bad. He's, as he, he as much as I'd love to that see guy. that, as much as I'd love to see that, I yeah, just don't think something. he has it in him. I've got, I've, I've got Hamilton winning at Sochi. I see him getting that fire lit under his, under his, you know. He's you, you, you got to be pissed after if you're Lewis Hamilton after what unfolded last week. So yeah. I see him uh, storming out of the gates, taking all the points, coming home with it, rubbing it in Max's face. So. Yeah, strong week for uh, Lewis ahead, and my and eyes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's going to be a, a a big Mercedes, uh, big Mercedes week. Their car, you know, sets up well for this track. Um, McLaren also, you know, could could potentially be having another good week. I don't think the Ferrari is going to be very competitive here. I don't really see many cars that that I do think have any shot of hanging with a Mercedes on this track. So, it's pretty much a matter of lewis or uh or botas for me but that's that's all i got for sochi
1: yeah no we'll see uh maybe uh the home the hometown hero uh nikki mazapan gets a 15th (laughs) or 16th finish and actually beats another car that isn't his teammate who knows
0: he needs i think he needs a 14th place to jump uh jump robert kibitza oh man i guess if six if six other
1: cars crash out then he'll be in (laughs) luck
0: yeah all right that's all we got we'll catch you guys next week